What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney. This is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about two of the strangest movies I have ever seen, The Beach Bum and The Mule. Let's first talk about The Beach Bum. So The Beach Bum is Harmony Corinne's follow-up to Spring Breakers. I first saw Spring Breakers when I was in college, and I would say this is one of the most intense, weirdest movies I have ever seen. James Franco was nominated for a Golden Globe for his awkward performance to say the least it also starred disney channel stars selena gomez and vanessa hudgens i mean this movie just took the world by storm and harmony harmony corinne is by far the most visually interesting director we say this about a lot of directors right now taiki watiti the guy who directed thor ragnarok we say it about him we say it about david fincher harmony corinne knows how to make a visual masterpiece much of the like of Zack snyder and i would compare Compare the two because Harmony Corinne and Zack Snyder make these such visually interesting movies that it kind of takes away from the plot of the movie and sometimes their movies don't have the best plots. For instance, this movie, The Beach Bum, is about an author slash poet named Moondog, played by Matthew McConaughey, who has to inherit his wife's fortune by writing a novel. Not the most interesting plot you have ever heard of or nor would you probably watch an hour and a half movie about it if it wasn't made by the guy who directed Spring Breakers but because it's directed by that guy because it's Matthew McConaughey in this role a role like James Franco in Spring Breakers you're going to invest your time it's like the same thing with Zack Snyder Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice had no plot but visually the movie is stunning and that's why these two directors to me are so different from other directors because visually the movie comes first and then plot wise it seems like they say we'll figure things out later and i also want to talk about matthew mcconaughey's performance in this movie in the last decade i've seen matthew mcconaughey in true detective i've seen him in the movie mud we've seen the ups and downs the lincoln lawyer mcconaughey versus the king of rom-coms matthew mcconaughey you know the guy the guy who stars in two movies with kate hudson and then the same guy who's in true detective this to me is a mixture of the two because it is an artistic performance but it's kind of matthew mcconaughey being Matthew McConaughey. I mean, he is personified the beach bum. He is Moondog. He is, we've seen it from his personality. He does seem like the kind of guy who could get stuck on the beach and waste the entire day away doing nothing and getting high. I mean, this is a stoner movie, but it also seems to be a movie where you're seeing more of the real Matthew McConaughey than you would normally see in True Detective or those other intense Lincoln Lawyer type movies. Although in the Lincoln Lawyer, I would say he's also being somewhat of a version of Matthew McConaughey. He's so good at playing that slick, fast, successful guy who you don't really understand why he's successful, but then you realize it's Matthew McConaughey, and you realize he can talk himself into success, and that's exactly what his character does in this movie. I mean, ever since Dallas Buyers Club, there's almost been this kind of what Matthew McConaughey performance are you going to get? Are you going to get the fun-loving guy from Mud? Are you going to get the intense performance of the true detective slash Dallas Buyers Club and I think this is a good mixture of the two I I don't think this is one of his better performances but I did think wow he really committed to being Moondog because I think he is Moondog I think this is the character that this is the guy like in 
dazed and confused. He's just, he's so good at playing the all right, all right, all right guy, the calm, cool, and relaxed guy. And this is going back to his 90s persona. I mean, this is in True Detective, he's paranoid, and Lincoln Lawyer, he's successful. And this, he's a mixture of the two things, and he just goes back to that. He's cool, he's relaxed, he doesn't, he wants money, but he doesn't really understand why he wants, he doesn't want to be hardworking, successful, he just wants to chill, relax, and be the beach bum, and Matthew McConaughey personifies the beach bum perfectly. I go back to one of his rom-coms, Failure to Launch, and I look at that guy and I say, Matthew McConaughey is the perfect at playing a loser who you somehow feel is a winner. Like, the character in Failure to Launch lives with his parents, is somehow dating Sarah Jessica Parker, is somehow the biggest loser on the planet, but yet is somehow the biggest winner on the planet. I feel about that... That's how I feel about him in every movie. Take the movie Mud, for instance. He's after Reese Witherspoon. He's living on a boat. He's homeless. Yet he's the most cool, chilled out, relaxed guy on planet Earth. And he's just so cool. He's a winner in every fashion of the word. Yet I would say he's the biggest loser on the planet. And for some reason, Matthew McConaughey has become the master of playing that. He's playing loser after loser. And he just makes him a winner every single time. I mean, the character of mud is just nuts and you feel like that guy's the biggest winner on the earth the same thing with the beach bum the same thing with moondog you're like this guy shouldn't be a poet he shouldn't be an author he's not a winner he's a loser he doesn't care about his family he's selfish and yet you come turn around and you're like wow he's a winner Nobody else can make losers feel like winners more than Matthew McConaughey, whether it's Failure to Launch, whether it's Mud, whether it's this movie. Again, Lincoln Lawyer, you don't even want to be rooting for these characters, but yet somehow you are in the end because Matthew McConaughey plays a bunch of losers like they're winners. And I think that's the point of these movies. Ever since his first part in Days and Confused, you're like that guy who's after high school girls, who's long after college, is the biggest loser on earth, yet he's playing him like he's the biggest winner on the face of the earth. And to me, that is Matthew McConaughey at its best, playing a bunch of losers, yet playing them like they're winning at life. The supporting cast of this movie is also nuts. The following people appear in this movie, Snoop Dogg, Jonah Hill, Isla Fisher, Martin Lawrence, and Zac Efron all have, all have small yet important roles. Zac Efron just comes into this movie and does an insane Ron is this character that's also in rehab with Moondog's character. It's just a nuts. Martin Lawrence loses a leg in this movie again. Spoiler alert, you're going to have to watch the movie now. I mean, there's just so many things going. Snoop Dogg is like the second most important character in the movie. He's having an affair with Moondog's wife. This is an insanely nuts movie about basically nothing yet somehow about a guy who's a poet who has to write the novel so that he can inherit his dead wife's fortune. It is an insanely nuts movie. There's no real premise. There's no real morals around the movie. I mean, you don't want to be rooting for Moondog, yet you are. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not sure if Moondog's a good person or a bad person. This movie is just nuts, and it's exactly what Harmony Corinne did in Spring Breakers. It's, it's entertaining, to say the least. It's a fun, entertaining, wild ride. I wouldn't call it one of the best movies I've seen, but I would say I would definitely watch this movie again. What Jonah Hill's doing in this movie is really interesting. What... 
what Isla Fisher is doing in this movie, what Martin Lawrence, what Zac Efron, every actor is just fully invested in this insanely crazy fun movie. It is a fun movie. It is definitely a rewatchable movie, which is the best thing I can say about it. Are there things about it that make me uncomfortable? Yes. Are there things about it I didn't enjoy? But it is a visual masterpiece, visually stunning. Just like Spring Breaker showed you what it would be like to go on an insanely crazy ride of Spring Break, this movie shows you what it would be like to actually be a beach bum in the most fun and exciting way possible. He he cares about money, yet he really doesn't. He cares about success, yet he really doesn't. It's just a guy who's he's just going through life and having a good time doing it. It's his energy, the way Matt McConaughey plays the character that makes this such a fun and exciting movie that, again, I would definitely watch again, and I would definitely say to you, you should give the beach bum a chance. It's not an Oscar movie. Matthew McConaughey is not going to be up for awards, but it is a fun movie to watch, especially during summertime. I thought it was a fun and crazy wide crazy ride and Harmony Corinne is definitely one of the most interesting directors. I mean you watch this movie and Spring Breakers back to back you might have a fun day. I'm thinking about doing that. I haven't seen Spring Breakers in a few years. Again the performance of James Franco in that, the performance of Matthew McConaughey in this, it's great to compare and contrast it. I personally like James Franco's performance better but Matthew McConaughey really devoted himself to becoming the beach bum which I just find so fascinating why a guy who's won an Oscar has has made hits after being the rom-com king, why he's gone back to playing the chilled out dude. But yet McConaughey is so devoted to it that again, he plays a losing player and he turns him into a winner. That's what I got out of this movie. I hope you get the same thing out of it too. Again, I just thought it was so interesting. Spring Breakers and this, Harmony Corinne, fascinating guy. What's going in that guy's head? This movie, watch the beach bum today. I guarantee you'll enjoy it. I don't know if you'll like it, but you'll enjoy it. Switching gears here, now let's talk about Clint Eastwood's latest film, The Mule, where Clint Eastwood stars as Earl Stone, an aging driver who becomes a drug mule into his 90s. It is based on a true story that was in The New Yorker, one of those magazines. It is a really weird movie, yet I enjoyed it. I thought Earl I thought Eastwood as Earl Stone is interesting. He's playing a smart guy, yet he's naive about what he's doing. And it's about the guy regretting life. He's ignored his family. He's ignored his grandchildren. He hasn't really been invested in their lives. He was an old guy addicted to their jobs. We all know those people who are addicted to their jobs. And he's just, he's not a bad person. He's not necessarily a good person. He's just a guy who got caught up in his job, which we can all that can happen to people. It's happened to a ton of successful people. They get addicted to work life. And into his late 80s, he's still addicted to life, to work. He's He needs money, so he becomes a drug mule. It's one of the most surprising things that could happen, but it's based on a real story, so it definitely did happen. I will say this. There's a 20-year jump in this movie to begin the movie. So there's a scene, and then it says 20 years later. This was one of the most funniest things I have ever seen because it showed Clint Eastwood and then it said we were supposed to believe that he's aged 20 years. No offense to Mr. Eastwood. There's no way 
he would still look like that 20 years from now. No offense. I'm not making an old joke. I kind of am. No offense to Mr. Eastwood. I have the greatest respect for him as an actor, as a director. I love Mystic River. The 20-year jump was some of the best comedy I have seen this year. And it was... It was... It was not on purpose. It was one of the funniest things ever. I was watching it with my dad and we both laughed. There was no way Clint Eastwood would still look that way at 20 years old. But back to the movie. One of the things I actually got from the movie that I thought was another thing that was kind of hilarious and I think it was the point. Clint Eastwood kept having scenes in the movie where more than a couple of times... Characters were making fun of other characters for being on their cell phones. There was at least two scenes, at least two, maybe three scenes, where a character was calling out another character for being on his phone. One time it was Clint Eastwood saying kids are always on their phones. The next time Bradley Cooper was working with somebody who was in a gang. and Bradley Cooper plays like a... a, a DEA agent after drugs. So he's after who the mule is. Bradley Cooper is trying to find out who the mule is. He has somebody in the gang doing the investigation. This guy's on his phone, and Bradley Cooper says to the guy, why are you always on your phone? There was too many references not to see the pattern that Clint Eastwood definitely hates this new world of cell phones that we live in. He was definitely making a statement that he was using this movie as a platform for him to say, get off your phone, youngsters, which I just thought was hilarious. I understand his point. I get it. We're kind of past that point, Mr. Eastwood. You could have made that movie in 2007. You could have made that movie in 2008. In 2019, going into 2020, you are are too far gone to make such a statement that we are going to change our minds on how addicted we are to cell phones. You have missed the train, Mr. Eastwood. We are and we will forever be addicted to whatever new device people call a cell phone from now on. We are past that point. I just thought that was hilarious. Two scenes where two of the biggest movie stars of the last 50 years, Clint Eastwood and Bradley Cooper, are taking time out of their day to criticize our cell phone use. That, to me, was unintentional humor, much like Clint Eastwood doing a 20-year jump in this movie. Now that I got this out of the way, this is a flawed movie, but there was something about this movie that I absolutely loved. That I just said two of the biggest movie stars in the last 50 years, they had scenes together. Bradley Cooper with Clint Eastwood. I have become a huge Bradley Cooper fan in recent years. Who hasn't? American Sniper, American Hustle, American everything, Bradley Cooper. Then he comes out with a star is born and you find out that he might be the most interesting director we have working today out of nowhere. And now he's reunited with Clint Eastwood. They made American Sniper together, but they never had any scenes because Mr. Eastwood is not in that movie. He is in this one. There's a scene at a motel diner that is just the best scene of this movie. There's a couple of scenes together. They have good rapport. I wish that was more of the movie. More Cooper, more Eastwood. There was other fine performances in the movie, but my big takeaway, the best parts of this movie, and the reason why I can... I can I can get through all that other stuff that I just made fun of, and I actually think this is a good movie, was because of the magic of Eastwood and Bradley Cooper together. I just don't know. They they were going toe-to-toe with one another. It's like one of the toughest guys on earth. 
having scenes with a guy who's in a Star Wars more. It's just one of the most surreal things ever. And it's movie magic. And it just works. I don't know why it works. I don't know how it works. It just does. Their scenes together made this movie a good movie to me. It would have been okay, funny thing to make fun of. But the reason it's an actual good movie is Eastwood and Bradley Cooper's scenes together. There's just like a passing of the torch kind of thing to it. Like... I don't know. I just, there was something there that I just thought was so interesting. And I thought this was a really good Bradley Cooper performance that reminded me of the guy who was in Place Beyond the Pines, where he also plays a police officer. This time he's in the DEA. I just thought this was going back to a time where Bradley Cooper was more of a supporting actor. I mean, it's a supporting role. He's not the lead in this movie. It's not something we've seen from Bradley Cooper, at least since War Dogs. I mean, he's not taking smaller roles in movies. I just thought he killed this role. Bradley Cooper's the best performance in this movie. I would have wished more of him and less of Eastwood. That's the truth. We are at a time in 2019 where I want more Bradley Cooper and less Clint Eastwood. Although their scenes together, I would see a whole movie of the two of them starring as father and son. That would be interesting. And it made me think, how cool would it have been? If Clint Eastwood was the dad in A Star is Born or the brother role that Sam Elliott was. No offense to Sam Elliott. I just thought the dynamic of this movie of those two was interesting enough that I'd want to follow them through a 90-minute movie. There are, of course, other top-notch actors in this movie. Michael Pena, who I feel like has been underused since the Ant-Man performance. I thought if you saw the movie Ant-Man, you would think, let's make Michael Pena the lead in my movie. The last few Michael Pena movies I've seen, he's been underused. I saw Dora... And now this, he's okay in this. He's not great in this. He should have a much bigger role. There wasn't as much, I mean, it's the two movies he's done with Bradley Cooper. He's had smaller roles, American Hustle and this. I want to see those two star in a movie together, a buddy cop movie for real. Somebody get that done. I mean, the two movies with Michael Pena and Bradley Cooper, again, small, impactful roles, but really doesn't do a lot for me. American Hustle, he's okay in. This, he's okay in. I want to see those two actually star in a movie together. Then you have Lawrence Fishburne, who, of course, worked with Clint Eastwood on Mystic River. I just thought he was there to be the guy to give Bradley Cooper orders. There wasn't really anything great in those scenes. He was just there to be the boss of the guy it wasn't that it wasn't a great Lawrence Fishburne performance like he did in Mystic River I thought he was a lot better in Mystic River by the way and then you had Andy Garcia being the -the over-the-top drug lord I just thought it was again unintentional humor I like Andy Garcia I've liked him since Ocean's Eleven he's really good in that Kevin Costner movie but again I mean there's just what are we doing with Andy Garcia he's just so over-the-top it's unintentional comedy he gets killed and you really You don't really feel that bad for the character because he was just acting like a complete wannabe loser the whole time. I don't know. I really didn't buy any of those other real performances. I I really like Michael Pena in the movie Fury. I like Michael Pena in Ant-Man. I want to see more Michael Pena. I don't want him to just be the buddy or the guy who has a small role. I want him to have some leading roles in some things. And again, I just thought he was underused in this one. Fishburne and Garcia were just there. They were just there to be there. I thought, again, Bradley Cooper and, again, Clint Eastwood had the second best performance. Diane Weiss is in the movie as Clint Eastwood's past wife. 
I thought she was okay. Again, the only performance that I thought was really good was Bradley Cooper. In general, I thought the movie The Mule was longer than it should be, takes some wrong turns, but is overall a good movie. Again, mostly because of the scenes with Bradley Cooper and Clint Eastwood. Again, it's based on a real story. Clint Eastwood is a drug mule at 88 years old. It's an insane movie. But again, I thought overall it was a good movie, and I recommend The Mule highly. The last thing I do want to say about both of these movies that I've talked about, The Beach Bum and The Mule, they both personify who the actor, the lead character is. Matthew McConaughey is literally maybe a beach bum, and Clint Eastwood's persona helps The Mule. I think both of their personalities are so into this movie, that's why I find it interesting. I think these movies show who these people really are. I think there's a lot of Clint Eastwood in the movie The Mule and there's a lot of Matthew McConaughey in The Beach Bum itself. And that's why it's so interesting because you don't get that a lot. But because these two people are at the height of their powers, they are old, they are able to make movies about themselves. I think The Beach Bum is a little about Matthew McConaughey and I think The Mule is a little about Clint Eastwood and where he's at in life. And to me, that's the most fascinating thing of all. They are both flawed movies, but they are both made by two great movies movie star personality types and I would recommend them both. You should definitely watch The Mule and you should definitely watch Beach Bum because they show you in 2019 who Matthew McConaughey and who Clint Eastwood is at this time in their lives. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pop Culture Spotlight. Again, I'm Cameron McKinney and there will be a new episode of Pop Culture Spotlight every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week, I put the spotlight on the movies The Beach Bum and The Mule. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actor Mark Ruffalo and the film Stan and Ollie starring John C. Riley and Steve Coogan. Tune into that. Tune into this. And please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again for listening.